It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the podcast from Secret Golf and I'm Diane Knox. I hope you're doing great and well, recovering from the Masters. My goodness, it's always such a great week and it's always a very weird feeling on the Monday. It's kind of this like Masters come down. However, there's great golf this week on the PGA Tour in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Now over on our Secret Golf social media and on our YouTube page, you can watch our Masters recap where we talk about the stunning victory from Hideki Matsuyama, you know, what it means to him, what it means to his country of Japan as well. And, you know, going forward, how much it's going to inspire and influence. It really was a pleasure to watch it. It was an honour to watch him get the job done. We also talk about Xander Shoffley and Will Zalatoris and a lot of big names missed out on the weekend as well. So that's all in our recap out now. Today on our tour report, we're going to re-rank the field for the RBC Heritage. We're going to have a real look at Harbour Town Golf Links and the real characteristics of this course. I'll tell you right now, it's short and it's narrow and the greens are very, very small. So we're going to really dive into that and we will give you our top picks. We've got our top 10, our re-ranked top 10, our sizzlers, our dark horse picks as well. We had one fizzler this week, but he withdrew on Monday. So you can work out who that is for yourself. Anyway, I'm joined by Steve Elkington this week to give you our top picks and lineups for the RBC Heritage. Hi and welcome to the SG Tour Report this week. Well, that gorgeous lighthouse behind me, this is one of the family favourite events on the PGA Tour. The week after the Masters, everyone's off to Hilton Head in South Carolina for the RBC Heritage. I'm Diane Knox and Steve Elkington is here as well. Elk, was this always one of your favourites? Hilton Head, Diane, is one of the most greatest venues to play a golf tournament in all of the world. Just a short drive down from Augusta. I was kind of hit and hit or miss after the Masters. Sometimes I was just done and I'd go home. Other years I went to exactly where you, I'm looking behind you there, Diane. All that harbour right there. One year, Greg Norman parked that 300-foot yacht that was in there. I stayed on that one year. Mm-hmm. It is magnificent down there. I was at the tournament a few years ago and spoke to the tournament director. I love it because they have a tartan jacket that the winner gets. It's like this bright red tartan. They told me the story about how it's actually a patented tartan that was made especially for them in Scotland and it's stored in Edinburgh in Scotland in this vault and they make a jacket for the winner every year and I just love that story. I bought a little skirt to go with it. But they were saying that their their thing has always been that they're the week after the Masters. And I mean, looking at the field this week, it, it doesn't, it's not like it puts guys off. If anything, they look forward to this and they always have such a strong field in Hilton Head. 
Yeah, to understand Hilton Head, Diane, right on the Calabogie Sound there, beautiful uh, golf course, one of Pete Dye's finest and first designs that he ever did. The oak trees have grown in around this golf course, and this is one of the most narrowest golf courses on the whole PGA Tour. And to understand it, Diane, it's very interesting. There's been some long hitters that have really dominated this, this tournament. I think Davis Love has won the tournament there five or six times. I remember Greg Norman winning the tournament. But in general, this tournament favors a short, straight hitter. And did you know, Diane, that out of the lowest strokes it takes for 72 holes of putting, four of the top six of all time on the history of the PGA Tour come from this tournament. Uh, I think David Frost had 92 putts on this course. And why is that? The greens are hard to hit. They're not too difficult to get up and down. So a lot of guys, one putt. How do we factor all that in? How do we factor in this week in our uh you know, in our picks of who can do that this week. Well, as you say, narrow fairways, um, course management is going to be key. Small greens, distance not being a massive advantage. And um, we look at some past champions, Matt Kuchar, Jim Furyk. In 2016, it was Brandon Grace, Wesley Bryan in 2017, Satoshi Kodaira in 2018, CT Pan in 19, and last year, Webb Simpson. Elk, it was that great battle between Webb and Abraham Answer last year. And Answer, he hit something like 65 out of 72 greens for the week, which that's, that is stunning. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it, it has to be interested in people that listen to our show about how do you handicap these players and how do we do it? Are we going to take the guys that are excellent at always hitting the ball solid or are we, are we going to take some people that have got some current form and are we going to leave out some guys that maybe are t- a fatigued from the Masters and have a, a little beat up? So we're going to put it all together for you and tell you what's going to happen. Elk, this is actually one of the shortest courses that they play on the tour. Shortest, narrowest, very demanding shots that go over some of these bulkheads. You've got to be striking the ball well. Very festive atmosphere, Diane. The whole course is almost surrounded by homes and people are all out barbecuing, walking out on the back of the golf course. One of the most greatest places to play in a tournament ever. And the final hole right there on the lighthouse, Diane, is probably the prettiest hole, one of the prettiest holes on the whole PGA Day Tour. It, um, you know, you see the water there in the lighthouse, but it's kind of deceiving. I mean, that's the, the 18th, but there's, you don't, it's not like you see the water on all the holes. A huge amount of trees on this course. Overhanging trees has always been the trickiest thing for me on this golf course, Diane. You have to... To me, it doesn't favor the length. Now, the history of the tournament will tell you some long hitters have won this tournament, but to me, it's all about ball control. You spoke of Abraham Answer, who hit 65 greens out of 72 last year, almost won the tournament. That's what I think of. Webb Simpson, very straight hitter. Matt Kuchar, you mentioned. Jim Furyk, one of the straightest hitters that ever played the PGA Tour. All those guys, that's what I think of. And honestly... I didn't do any good at Hilton Head ever, Diane. And people would say, Elk, you should do well at Hilton Head. You're a straight hitter. But I never did. And I don't know why. But (laughs) when we all go down there, we already know who this course kind of favours. And and they all do too. And you talk about the festive atmosphere. I mean, especially on the opening few holes, there's all those like holiday homes, uh, like apartment rentals on the course and when I actually googled I mean in the morning I just googled RBC Heritage the first article that came up was what to wear (laughs) to the tournament this week and I thought well that just sums it up anyway let's we've talked about it being so tight around here Uh, so accuracy is going to be one of our top stats that we're looking at this week but we're also big on ball striking, proximity to the hole, scrambling, and as always, putting average. Yes, we are. We've doubled up on it, Diane. We've, we've, we're, our field is our, our picks this week are very stacked with guys that are excellent in a couple of categories. I want someone that basically can close their eyes and knock it down the middle of the fairway. And I also want players, Diane, that miss a green can get up and down because that's the way you keep around together. 
We've talked already about David Frost having 92 putts. We talked about four other of the best ever weeks on the PGA Tour putting-wise were done on this course. Why is that? Well, the greens are pretty flat. You can get up and down. You finish up curving your ball around these trees. It's an incredible course to play. It never really um, is a runaway. It's always tightly contested because it is so narrow and anything can happen. But you you have to be able to really play some golf on this course. Yeah, tightly contested. Last year, Webb Simpson won by one over answer, but he won at 22 under par, breaking the scoring record. So it's a bit of a shootout. Anyway, right, we're going to go through our, well, we re-rank the entire field and we're going to start with our top 10. So our number one guy this week, we've been big on for a long time um, and the results completely prove it. He was in contention at the Masters last week and ended up finishing in a tie for eighth. Front nine on Sunday really killed him. But Corey Connors is our number one pick this week. I've been watching Corey Connors all weekend at the Masters and I his swing reminds me of somebody and I haven't got it yet. If I do, I'll come back on and tell you who it is. But he has this beautiful sort of soft, soft hands at the top of his swing. He swings up. And he has this nice softness about him. And then he just puts that club right on the ball and just basically flushes it every time. He has great statistics to back up his number one ranking this week. Diane, I think he's number seventh in driving accuracy, number sixth in ball striking. His putting average is in the top 40s. Corey Connors coming in with a ton of confidence. I just think here's a guy, if he's going to break through, this is the spot that's tailor-made for Corey Connors. Mm -hmm. And he does have that win at the Valero Texas Open from 2019 that got him into the Masters. And the way that we saw him play at Bay Hill, um, at the Players' Championship, I mean, he's been up in the mix a lot over the past few weeks. So Corey Connors at 33-1 to is our number one pick. Coming in at number two is the defending champion. And when you talk about the style of player that would do well around here, there's no surprise that he's won it. He's been a runner up before, 22 under par to win last year. Webb Simpson coming off a T12 finish at the Masters as well. Yeah, and if, if that's not enough, he lives down in this part of the country and he knows the turf really well and he's used to this and he's the defending champ. I mean, all things point to Webb Simpson having a great week. This is perfect style of golf for him. He's not a long hitter. He doesn't have to do anything this week other than play his normal game. We get bored talking about Webb Simpson because he's got just great stats all the way across the board. And we're like, yes, of course, Webb Simpson's in there. Number one in scrambling. So what happens when Webb misses a green? He gets it up and down. He's the best on the whole PGA Tour. Of course, Webb Simpson's going to be at the top of this board. You know, we say about that and we called him Mr. Consistent for the longest time. And then remember in the FedEx Cup playoffs last year, he missed one of the events. And after that, there was a real dip in his form. He'd been such a firm favourite before that. But over the past couple of weeks, we've definitely seen him... It, it, you know, improving something. The results are showing it. And this course looks like it was made for him. Yes, indeed. And of course, we didn't hear, we didn't talk about him. We didn't hear much about him last week at Augusta. You just said he finished 12th. I had no idea he did that. Oh. <laughs> it's not a great fit for him when you consider the muscle that was above him on that we watched all weekend. Guys are smashing the ball. But yeah, this is a great fit for Webb Simpson. Okay. Well, next up at number three is a guy who finished one shot worse than Simpson in a tie for 18th last week at the Masters. And for me, this is one of my top picks because I think with this guy's iron play, getting into those small greens, we could see something great from Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa uh, won the workday. We were very down on his putting, not as much as he was, came back and proved us all wrong at... Uh, the workday, we didn't have him in the top 10 at the Masters because we didn't really know whether that whole new stroke would work at Augusta. Okay, we were right. But here he gets to play on a real set of flat greens. And this is going to be a different week for Colin Morikawa. I think he saw enough out of his game last week. Finished strong yesterday. I think he was under par, three under. So um, this sets up really nice for Morikawa. 
And with Colin, for the work day, remember the the big worry for him was almost his wedge play. And when you look at his scrambling, it, it still shows as 184th on the PGA Tour. But that week he had a lesson from Paul Azinger at concession on his scrambling, on his chipping and pitching and it paid off so that number probably isn't a true representation of where that part of his game is at right now well don't forget that when you were putting poorly wouldn't matter how good you chipped if you didn't make the putt then you're going to be poor in the scrambling so we have to it's a moving it's a quick moving target sometimes tour players can be 150th diane we see it all the time they fix it and then bang they win and it it I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Sometimes it's as simple as that for tour players. When they fix what's wrong, they're off to the races. Okay, coming in, well, I should say that Morikawa is 22 to 1 and Webb Simpson 14 to 1. Of course, very, very small odds. But at number four, 35 to 1 is Will Zalatoris. Now, he played in his first Masters and finished runner up. Elk, how great was it to watch Zalatoris? This guy, to watch him play the Masters last week, bearing in mind it was his first time and there was zero intimidation when it came to that course. A final round of two under par, solo second. It was, it was really cool. You felt like you were just sitting at home watching something amazing happen for this guy. Well, about six months ago, you and I spoke of Will Zalatoris when he came onto the scene at Wingfoot and everybody said, who's Will, Will Zalatoris? Well, on this day, Diane, everybody knows everything about Will Zalatoris and what, and what a debut for the Masters was for this young guy. And by the way, we never know on the tour who's actually going to turn into a superstar right in front of your very eyes just because they hit the ball well on the range. We don't know who's going to be that giant person once they get on stage. And he wanted everyone to watch him. And he said, I am going to do this. And they said, aren't you worried about it? He goes, hey, I'm stupid enough to be here. I'm stupid enough to think I can do it. I'm doing it. And what an attitude for a young guy. And everything is on the up for Will Zalatoris, Diane. Nothing will surprise me that this kid can do now. There was a couple of favorite moments. Um, and one of them was people have this thing that he looks like the young caddy from Happy Gilmore. And Adam Sandler actually tweeted him. And then Will replied and said, anytime you need a caddy, I'll be there for you. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a brilliant moment. Also, Will saying that, um, you know, he's worked his whole career to get to the Masters. And I'm like, he's 24. <laughs> he was playing on the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, it's a great story that he doesn't actually have, he's on a special PGA Tour membership for this year. He doesn't actually have that fully fledged FedEx Cup point membership yet. I mean, he will. <laughs> he will. He will as soon as the season rolls over. But when a tour player comes on like Will, he got what they call conditional status, which means he made enough money to actually sort of join the tour and then he could get unlimited sponsor exemptions. Now, of course, he's finished second. He's got all that money in the bank that will roll into uh, his FedEx account now and he'll be off to the races. There's no stopping Will Zalatoris. Uh, you know, what we learned about him on this, you know, on this week, Diane, is his physical skills are unreal. You know, he hits the ball a mile. He is very aggressive. I mean, Lenny Watkins, who's a, one of the Hall of Famers, who kind of found him, sent him to Wake Forest. He was on an Arnold Palmer scholarship, all that. Lenny will have known all of this, of course, but we got to see it up close and personal last week. And, you know, I want to see him keep that foot down and just get after it. Yeah. Okay, and then coming in at number five is Dustin Johnson, who missed the cut at the Masters, had to hang around all weekend for that green jacket ceremony with Matsuyama. Good on him. But he's playing this week. He is sponsored by RBC. I'm not saying that there's this like he must play because it's the RBC heritage. But Dustin Johnson in the field, coming off that, which was a very tough miscut at the Masters. Where do you reckon his headspace is at for this tournament? Well, I think he'll be rested after last weekend. I think he was very proud. He would have been very proud yesterday to put that jacket on Hideki. It's a very important thing that happened yesterday afternoon. Uh, 
we talked on this very show that we weren't very high on Dustin Johnson last week, and we weren't even exactly sure why. <laughs> but this is the smallest flat spot we've ever seen in the last year of Dustin Johnson. I don't even know, Diane, if he knows what's wrong with his game. He looked like he putted all right. looked like he maybe miscalculated a couple of putts, went down off the green and made a couple of silly mistakes. But you never know with this guy. He's so good. But there's certainly – I'm still in the camp of being wary. Okay. So our top five so far, Cody Connors, Webb Simpson, Colin Morikawa, Will Zalatoris and Dustin Johnson. Still to come, we'll go through the rest of our top 10 and we'll give you our sizzlers for this week in Hilton Head. Get in the game on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app and play four ball. It's a classic stroke play competition based on the aggregate scores of four players. Who makes your team? Well, pick four guys, one from each tier based on the current World Golf Rankings. Want a tip? You need four guys to make the cut. Get in the game on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app, available on iOS in the App Store. It's the Tour Report from Secret Golf for the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head this week. So we're going through our top 10. So far, we have Cody Connors at number one, Webb Simpson, Colin Morikawa, Will Zalatoris and Dustin Johnson. In at number six, another guy whose game has been trending so much of late. At one point, we thought he was going to win the Players' Championship. Then we thought he might have won the Masters. But Brian Harmon, after finishing 12, um, at the weekend, we have him firmly in that number six spot. Harmon is in the middle of a month long of collecting cash right now, Diane. And the reason I like Brian Harmon so much, he is from this side of the country. He lives up in Sea Island, Georgia. Went to University of Georgia, very close to this venue this week. Um, he's just hitting it so straight. He got paired with Jordan Spieth. He finished 12th in the Masters. He's just... All the pressure has been on him the last three weeks. He's handled it no problem at all. Uh, his natural game, he should be able to rest these three days. This would be a nice cherry on top of a, like I said, of about a $2 million run, maybe more. I think he won seven fifty at the players. So maybe more money than that. I don't know. Gosh, that's so nice. Uh, I always think about this tournament. I mean, it reminds me of the RSM Classic in Sea Island. And the setup of where it is is kind of the same. That's where Harmon lives. He traditionally plays very well at that tournament. So to me, this course just not only suits his game, but it suits the momentum that he has right now as well. Yeah, he's a great putter. And we they talk about him all the time, how how tough he is. Remember he had, I think, eight birdies in a row when he beat Bubba Watson in the match play. He's just, he's just a tough player. He's not, a, not the tallest player out there, but he is thick and scruffy and hits it just as far almost as everyone else. I think he went on, um, I think one of his quotes last week was, I don't make any bones about it that I can't hit it 320 yards, but I still think there's a place out here for me on this tour. And me means I hit it straight and I hit my greens and I make putts. And I agree with him. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's like a bulldog. And I can say that because I have two at home. But he is. He's very tenacious like that. And um, my boyfriend had said to me, Harmon's my new favorite player because, he, well, Harmon got into the Masters very last minute. And they'd asked him at the end of Friday, like, if you weren't playing this week, what would you be doing? And he was like, I'd be hunting ducks. <laughs> I thought that's just the most typical answer from him. But he has a great place. He has a tremendous house in Sea Island on the front. You can almost go hunting in the front and out the back. You can walk out and jump in a boat and you're fishing in 30 seconds. He has got the best spot ever. Living the dream. So Harmon is number six. Coming in at number seven, last year's runner-up, who is still chasing his first PGA Tour win, which is really crazy to think. Last year, he made two bogeys all week and... He would have set the scoring record for the tournament if Webb hadn't beat him by one shot. So Abraham Answer coming in as our number seven. There's no surprise here on this pick for me, Diane. We talked at the top about how what kind of player is suited to play this golf course. And everybody knows Abraham Answer hits the ball super straight. He puts a lot of spin on the ball. He, know, he hits it flush, so he's going to be able to handle all these shots over water. And 
he proved it last year, almost winning the tournament. So no surprise. Nobody's going to be shocked that I'm filling the, I'm back filling my team with guys that hit it straight as you can walk, Diane. Okay. I like it. So coming in at number eight is Kevin Kisner. Now I'd said a little while ago that this tournament always reminds me of the RSM classic where Kisner finished runner up last year. So I'm happy that we have him in our top 10 for this week. Almost identical as the man above him. Uh, Kisner makes no bones about it that he can't win every week on tour. He talked and uh, about where he can't win at San Diego because the course is too long, but I can finish 20th. Well, guess what? This is one of the weeks that he can win on, and he knows that, and he'll be ready, and this is perfect for him. He lives close. He's, he's used to the turf conditions. Everything about his game is all about accuracy and straight, good putter, good chipper. Kisner's game is built for this style of course. Yeah, I mean, he's fourth on the PGA Tour in driving accuracy right now. Um, Answer, who we were talking about beforehand, is second. So for them, I mean, the only stat that lets Kisner down slightly is scrambling. But, you know, he's that precise that hopefully it's maybe a stat that he's just not going to need much. Yeah, I just think Kisner has a lot of experience. You know, whenever I handicap Diane, I take three, you know, three categories. I take what are their stats like for the year? Okay. He passes that test. Has he been playing well recently? Yes, he has. And the third one is um, what does he do on this golf course? What does he do on this style? And they're all a yes, yes, yes. So it's no brainer for me, Diane. Yep. Right. At number nine, another guy whose game we're always very big on. And he's had three top tens this season already. One at the RSM Classic in Sea Island. And then he finished in a tie for ninth at the Valero Texas Open just a couple of weeks ago. We know how good he can putt. Patton Kazire comes in at number nine at 160 to one. I just talked about why I'm doing things. Patton Kazaya shot a six under in the last round of Valero two weeks ago on a very narrow golf course, one that I absolutely predicted that Jordan Spieth could not win, which he did. And I, would have had, I wouldn't have had Patton either because he's not the straightest driver there ever was. But he, they both proved me wrong. Of course, that happens all the time. But I'm looking at guys that are hot. They're rested. They're ready. They'll be motivated from the Masters and they will be organized when they get to this tournament. And Patton Kazaya has a tendency, Diane, as you know better than anyone, when he gets going, he stays going. Now, he can get a little cold at times and stay cold, but right now I'm still pushing him up in my ranking. Yeah, and he's 13th on the tour for putting average, which we're not surprised about. And when that flat stick gets hot, I mean, it's hot all the time, really. But when everything else is good and then he's got that, it's like his secret weapon. I think for the guys that don't play the Masters, they must sit at home and watch the coverage and just be itching to be there. And I would say no one more than the guy that completes our top 10. He just finished runner-up at the Valero Texas Open. We know that's a tournament and a course that he loves, but missing the Masters, and be, and he always plays well at Augusta National, especially right out of the gate. He was so close to getting there. So Charlie Hoffman, he has to be itching to get going again this week. It goes back to what I just talked about. I'm looking at current form. I, I watched Charlie Hoffman get beaten by Jordan Spieth. Jordan just basically outdid him, but... I saw Charlie Hoffman chip in at 13. I saw him hold off the green at 16 at Valero. Uh, you know, it was just in it the whole way, just fighting tooth and nail. And I honestly, I don't know how you don't pull him up into this position this week, Diane. Straight hitter. All of a sudden, he's got confidence. One of his best stats is his up and down game. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can you not love Charlie Hoffman this week? And... Second place, pocket full of money, feeling good about everything, rested to boot and motivated. And it's not just like that was a freak week because he played really well at the players at the weekend and shot up that leaderboard. So Hoffman has something in his game right now that is working for him. And 
he'll keep that great momentum from Texas into this week. So that is our full top 10 for the RBC heritage. Corey Connors, Webb Simpson, Colin Morikawa, Will Zalatoris, Dustin Johnson, Brian Harmon, Abraham Anser, Kevin Kisner, Patton Kazire, and Charlie Hoffman. Coming up next, we have three sizzlers this week. These are... Um, these are good picks. These are different picks. I think we've gone a little bit far out with them. Uh, one of them's 400 to one, by the way, and uh, we'll reveal those in just a second. Play Money Grabber on the SG Tour. Instead of strokes, it's all about the cash. You pick a team of four players, one from each tier, and scoring is based on the money that your team wins. Your guys missed the cut? No problem, you're still in the game. The SG Tour Golf Gaming App, available on iOS in the App Store. It's our tour report from Secret Golf and we're back for the RBC Heritage this week. Elka, I quickly want to talk about our games that we had running last week on the SG Tour app. <laughs> I, I think I was in four. And the one that I'd created, Diane's Masters game, all four of my guys missed the cut. So, I mean, I was just like in the depths of despair from really the second that Dylan Fratelli teed off very early Thursday morning. You had texted me and said, oh, I almost picked him, but I took him out. I'm like, oh no, I, I picked him. And DJ and Kepka and well, whatever. Um, one of our sizzlers I did pick and he actually did well for me in another game, but you finished second in my game and won some money. Yeah, I was in maybe 20 games last week, Diane. I got killed in a bunch of them. I put a lot of stock into what I believe was going to happen. I was big on Jordan Spieth. I was big on Bryson DeChambeau. Okay, he crumbled and, and that cost me a lot. But, uh, you know, to play well in those games, you've got to, you know, you've got to understand, or you've got to try to get those four, the four across the line to make the cut. Of course, that's been tough on you, Diane, this season. But... You're passionate about your picks and that I appreciate that about you. And we have some good picks this week also. Those games will be running again. If so, if you do want to play us, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to get again. I'm I'll be there again. <laughs> do you know the one game that I did really well in was the free game on Friday. <laughs> no, I mean, if you've never played it before, it's good to get involved in the free games. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put in a lineup and I did really well in that game. So... That's just my luck summed up. Anyway, we're going to get right into our sizzlers, guys that really make big jumps up our re-ranking this week. And the first guy is someone that I'm big on. You not so much, but I'll tell you my reason why. And it's Matthew Fitzpatrick, the Englishman. Um, he is one of the straightest drivers on the PGA Tour, and I feel like he's playing well. There's a lot of good momentum for Fitzpatrick, he was leading the Players' Championship for a little while just last month. So I have him as our first sizzler. Well, I am also big on Fitzpatrick. I think the guy's got incredible game. And why wouldn't you pick someone that's naturally the, one of the straightest hitters? I mean, we are not picking anyone this week that's a crooked hitter. I mean, Bryson DeJambeau just withdrew from the tournament. Do you think he maybe went down and looked down the first fairway and said, oh, my God, I can't hit this fairway. I'm going to withdraw. No, he didn't say that. But Matthew Fitzpatrick is, is indeed, Diane, one of the straight hitters. He's a little on the quiet side for me, but that's okay. He, he's, he's a great putter, great striker, and it's a certainly uh, a definite sizzle pick here. And he finished 14th last year, so I take that into account. Uh, going back to Bryson, he played this event last year and um, he said that he just couldn't open up around the course. And it's like, oh, really? <laughs> it's like one of the shortest, narrowest courses on tour and you didn't think you could open up around it? <laughs> Funny that. Um, so Matt Fitzpatrick, I think it could be a good fit this week. Our second sizzler is a guy that did well for me in my picks for the Masters, and I was really happy about that. But Stuart Sink is 225 to 1, and we think that there's good value in that this week. Well, he's won this tournament before, and I'm so shocked that he's at 225. You better go put 10 bucks down on this, Diane, straight away. Yeah, Stuart Sink's having a just a resurgence in his career. He's in the in his 40s. Maybe I think. His son is caddying for him, which I can't even imagine how cool that would be. I mean, we've we talk about caddy player relationships all the time. 
Imagine having your son out there on the tour and playing. That'd be fantastic. But, you know, he wanted the fries earlier in the season. He has just pretty much played solid almost every week. And there's no reason why Sink can't play good here. He's won the tournament before. He won here in 2004. Isn't it amazing that a guy that won in 2004, um, you know, around about the same time as Justin Leonard, Davis Love III, you know, he's still, we're still talking about him. But not only that, he also won the tournament in 2000 as well. So 21 years later, we are still putting him in the talk of guys that could go out and win. As I said at the top of the show, it's a very interesting golf course. It gives up two distinct champions. One is a sort of a long hitter like Davis Love. And I wouldn't have thought of Stuart Sink, six foot five, pretty free swinger, hits the ball a mile, at winning on such a precise golf course. But he must have great thinking around this course, great idea of how to play it great strategizer, and he sticks to a game plan. And that has to be measured when you make picks. You have to take that into consideration why he plays so well here. Okay, sold. You've, you've convinced me. And then our third sizzler is the 2018 champion. Not only that, he is one of the most accurate ball strikers on the PGA Tour right now. And you're going to tell us why you are so big on this guy. I completely agree with you. But Satoshi Kodaira is our third sizzler envisioning something magical happening with Japanese golf with Hideki Matsuyama winning the Masters, the energy that he is going to have given the Japanese players and the whole country, I am pushing Satoshi up the board into that form that he had in 2018. He is going to be the proudest guy going back to a course that he's won at. I am willing him at 401, Diane, as a the sizzle of all sizzle picks this week. Amazing. 400 to 1, you're right. And with him being a past champion here, I think that it's hard for us to kind of get a grasp of what it must be like and the celebrations that the Japanese are going to be having because this is going to be such a momentous sporting occasion for their nation. And I mean, he has to be feeling exceptionally proud and inspired by what Matsuyama did. There's absolutely no doubt of everything you just said is true. I'm sure the whole country, everything would have stopped and watched him win his green jacket. And and how good did it look on him yesterday, Hideki, that is, with that yellow and white shirt? They asked him, uh, what did he think of when he when he thought of the masses? He thought Jack Nicholas in yellow and Tiger Woods in red. And now I'll always remember Hideki with that beautiful white shirt with the yellow underneath the green jacket. Looks so good in it. He was so proud. I listened to all of his interviews. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of work for him up to the Olympics, Diane. He probably will light the torch over there. Nick Faldo even uh, talked about that yesterday on the telecast. He will become a national uh there's not enough word of what he is going to be over there coming up for the Olympics uh, this summer. For me, one of the great moments was first thing on Monday morning, he was catching the 6.45 a.m. flight because he was heading back to Japan and he was photographed in the airport <laughs> with the green jacket draped over the chair beside him in the airport. And then when he was photographed by someone getting on the plane, he just had it over his arm. It wasn't in a bag. He hadn't packed it in his case. He was carrying that green jacket with him with a ANGC hat. <laughs> I also read or heard that he he's a man that likes to stay private. He drives a minivan, uh, Diane. Did you know that uh, when he was at home? So, um, Maybe that'll change. Maybe they'll cut the top off it and get a convertible for him so they can be seen as he drives around. He is. He seems like a great character. I love the fact that he's been on tour for such a long time. We're going to get to know so much more about Matsuyama and his life because he does seem like he's a very normal, quiet guy, just keeps himself to himself. I doubt that that's going to change. Anyway, we got completely off topic, but our three sizzlers for this week are Matthew Fitzpatrick, Stuart Sink, and Satoshi Kodaira. Still to come, well, we're going to go through our dark horse picks. Jay Kaplan's going to be here, and we've got three special ones just for you. Saturday is considered moving day, and you can play along on the SG Tour. 
It's a one-day stroke play competition where you select a team of four players to shoot the lowest scores of the day. Will you make big moves? Download the SG Tour Golf Gaming app on iOS now. Welcome back to the final part of our tour report this week for the RBC Heritage. Now you may have noticed we don't have a celebrity showdown this week and that's because, well, our celeb guest had to cancel last minute because he got sick. But I won't say who it is because maybe we'll get him back one day as a big surprise. Jay, have you got your team set though for the game on the app? Diane, it's way too early for that. When we're recording this, it's Tuesday. I like to push it right to the deadline, do my research, come out of the lab, lock it in, and get close to winning, but not win. That seems to be my MO. Yeah. Well, at least you're not finishing last like me. Um, Very true. It's on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. You can find it in the App Store on all your iOS devices. And you can pick a four ball team in our Celebrity Showdown public game. Now, uh, it's only $10 to enter and top three will win money come Sunday. The field's divided into four tiers based on the official world golf ranking and you pick one guy from each tier. Now, because I create the game, when I open it up on a Monday, I just pick like four random guys just to get going. And then like you, Jay, I have time to think about my team, but I keep forgetting to change it. So. I have now, my new strategy is I have post-it notes and if like I get a bit of inspiration about who I want to pick, I'll put the name down on a post-it note so I cannot forget to lock in my team on Wednesday night. Diane, your system uh, is really futuristic. Going with the post-it note, uh, I hope that really turns it around for you because um, and I say this with love and affection, your scoring every week is atrocious. But I have a feeling this week you've picked somebody in the dark horse realm I really like. So we'll see if that turns your fortunes around. Well, how about I just get right into that now? It's um, called a segue, right? Yeah. We have three dark horse picks. Jay will do two and I have one. And my guy is 225 to one, Jay. Are you impressed? I'm impressed that it's somebody over 100 to 1. So well, you're off to a good start. Now, the reason that I've picked this guy is he made huge jumps up in our re-ranking this week. And when you look at his numbers, there's two stats that are really important for Harbortown Golf Links that he's really good at right now. He's got one PGA Tour win under his belt and it came at the Corrales Punta Cana event in 2018. But... Bryce Garnett, he is eighth on the whole tour for driving accuracy right now and ninth for scrambling. Now we know that the greens are small at Harbortown and we know that accuracy is going to be a prime stat. And, you know, we say this with so many people, but if he can sink those putts for four rounds, then he's definitely going to be one to watch. So Bryce Garnett is my dark horse pick. Well, I really like this pick. I like it so much that when the sheet came out, I circled him first, and then I put another circle around him, and then a third, which means I really like him. And then you were like, I'm, go I'm going to take Doug Jim. And I was like, no, you took my dark horse. So congratulations. I had my eye on him as well. I've actually had him uh, earlier in the year, and he performed pretty well. So I'm a, I'm a believer that this is a great matchup between player and course. Horses for courses, I'm going with Bryce Garnett too. I love that pick. Okay, good. And last year he finished um, tied for 17th. So I yeah. mean, that's not a phenomenal result by any means, but I think that if he can get a, if he can get something going on the greens and get into a bit of a rhythm, then, you know, accuracy and hitting it nice and close, this could be the guy. So 225 to one, I think there's some value in Garnett this week. Could be. Well, you're going to be surprised. I'm uh, selecting my first guy who is 140 to one. So actually uh, has better odds to win the event than your guy, which is usually the reverse. We're usually the reverse on this. Um, my guy is a guy that we just saw three, four weeks ago in contention at the Players' Championship. 
you know, there's always a guy at the players that kind of comes out of nowhere. And all of a sudden we see him on Sunday um, and he was in contention. He did go backwards on Sunday, but since then he's still playing pretty well. Um, coming off his last outing, a, a finished mid midfield at the Texas open did not make the Masters, So he had a week off to recuperate, but this guy also matches up great with Harbor town. Uh, 55 in driving accuracy, fifth in ball striking. Um, uh, Scrambling gives him just a little edge over everybody else. He comes in ranked 12th in scrambling. So he fits the entire profile that would be successful at Harbortown. He's playing well. He's earned, uh, he's ranked 90th on the money list. So he's, he's in the middle of a what I would deem a productive season. He just needs that high finish to maybe catapult him up into the FedEx ranking. So I think this is going to be the week where the one and only Doug Gim makes an appearance in the top 10. I feel like we switched dark horse picks because I, he jumped out to me immediately and uh, I was like, I wanted to really push Doug Gim up into our sizzlers this week. But I was voted against for that one. However, again, Dark Horse pick, Doug Gim. We featured him quite a lot on the show before, and it's because he's he is, he's very consistent. Um, this performance at the players on the Saturday was impressive, and I loved his attitude in his interviews afterwards. So he is waiting for that opportunity, and he's going to take it. Yeah, I think we're waiting for him to take the next step in his career. He came out with a lot of hype, player of the year out of Texas. And people have been waiting for this guy. I thought players would maybe be sort of his introduction to the higher echelon of his level of play. It's time for him to separate himself a little bit from that Punta Cana group. And what what I mean by that is guys that play in the alternate event that win it, right? Good for them, but nobody's really heard of them too much. And then they don't really perform in full field events or the better events. I don't think Doug Gim's one of those guys. I expect him to be a guy that can compete on a regular basis. I'm crossing my fingers that at 140 to one, this is the week. Okay, so Doug Gim is your first dark horse pick and Bryce Garnett is my guy. So your third and final guy, who is it? Well, this is actually my second pick, which would explain why you have trouble picking players because you're miscalculations. But what I will say, did you say three? I will, because I have one and you have one. So it's I thought you said third. my third pick. No. I'm sorry. I take it all back. You're the best. <laughs> uh, my guy, uh, there's no logical reason based on performance to take this guy. Are you picking with your heart? No, I'm not. I'm actually picking with my brain. Um, this guy, uh, let me just go back through his last five events. Texas Open cut, Honda cut, players 67th, Arnold Palmer 70, Genesis Invitational cut. Does that sound like someone who would be a dark horse pick? Well, I know who it is. <laughs> you don't know who it is. Yes, I you do know who it is. But when I'm looking across our sheet, this guy stood out, right? And one of the things that we've talked about this week is the fact that this event allows for a lot of one putts because of the green size. So even if you miss the green, if your scrambling is solid, you're still in play. So I'm taking this guy's Achilles heel, which is putting, and I'm going to disregard that stat, which means I'm left with a lot of green, 52 in driving accuracy, 49 in ball striking, 23 proximity to the hole, 67 in scrambling. Those are all solid PGA Tour numbers that would lead one to believe this is the week that this fellow turns it around. He's going to be comfortable. He was at home last week. I know he was frustrated. He was in a sour mood. Um, but I think his dog Rusty really brought him back to reality. He's a nice human being. He's got a great mom. He's got a suspect sister. My second dark horse pick is Russell Knox. How about my dad? He's pretty cool. Oh, I put him in his own category. That guy, not only is he cool, 
he can play. So yeah. he's um, in his own category. Okay. Cool. I'm glad that you picked him. Go ahead. You can you can say it's a terrible pick if you No, can. I will never say that. And the main reason there's two reasons I say that. Number one, he's my brother. So of course I'm always the positive one that thinks that it'll turn around. But secondly, this is one of his favorite courses on the tour, if not his number one favorite course. And he has said since his very first season that one day he's gonna win this tournament. He's finished runner up before. He loves it here. Um so I I am for it. I'm for it. It's good. You're for it. Well, it would be fitting if he was able to slip on the tartan jacket in Harbor Town at his favorite PGA Tour event. I love to hear that you've picked him. And at 175 to 1, you know, yeah. I can't say I get accused so much of being so biased on this show. No, so. I mean, it's not. Look, it's not your pick. And let's just make let's make a deal here. Okay. It is three hours from where you are. I'll actually fly down and run on the green when he wins. Okay. I'll push everybody down. You guys <laughs> hang out. I think if I pick him and I go out on the limb, I deserve to run out there, give him a big embrace, jump into his arms. He can hold me like a baby. It'll be touching. And what I will say is he just started working with a new putting coach <laughs> the week of the Valero. Um, missed the cut by one. But And also, can I just say, the other three cuts that he's missed of late has been by one shot, which is tough. Like, that's... The margin is so small, as we say all the time, but excellent. Okay. He's a tour. He's a touring pro. He's a tour pro. I'm not worried about missing cuts and all that. This will be the week he starts to turn it. Okay, so our three dark horse picks are Bryce Garnett, Doug Gim, and Russell Knox. Jay, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure as always. Don't forget to get your team locked in Wednesday night on the ST Tour Golf Gaming app for the four ball. If you want to join a public game, then we still have the Secret Golf Celebrity Showdown and you can join that. Go up against us and see how you fare. Next week, well, it's fun. It's the team event, the Zurich Classic in New Orleans when the guys paid up. They've got music on the first tee. It's always exciting. Um, our very own Ryan Palmer won it with John Ram just a few years ago. So we will do our tour report for that event next week. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.